This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC. Ed, the real secret of this podcast is sitting in the studio with us today because uh, I don't know, has Joe's voice ever been heard on this podcast before? I don't think so. But we want to change that today. Yeah, we sure do. (laughs) Joe Carlson is our intrepid producer. Uh, Joe has spent his life producing radio shows. We've worked together for probably, what, 25 or more years? More than that. More than that. I've lost count. And I've worked with Joe for 20 years. Right. Okay. It's been a long time. Yeah. But we encourage Joe to come into the studio and join us for this conversation Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he always has so much to give. And he gives behind the scenes to every edition of the podcast. We want him to voice the, uh, that that contribution. Today. And he listens to all the podcasts. Oh, yeah. He hears all the stories yeah. we talk about probably three times. And he makes not, us sound yeah. better, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> and, and right. So he hears the stories of FEBC. He knows the lifeblood of this organization. Yep. And Joe is really a key part of this team. So we want to yep. do a different podcast today. Right. Very different than the normal we're not going to be talking about FEBC broadcasters in countries like India or Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to hear from Joe and and his reflection on the gospel. He is a student of the Bible. He's constantly giving us good advice on Scripture. So, well, in addition to that, he is a jail chaplain for in the Cook County Jail in Chicago, Illinois. So I, I point that out, Joe, because that's ministry for you. Uh, it is ministry, it is calling, and uh, it has uh, taken up a lot of my time these days, and I get to see God at work. So what happens in that area that might be considered draining, because you're sharing, uh, when I get to work on FEBC's programming and I hear how the staff around the planet are praying before their broadcast, and they're in the Word, and they courageously present the person of Jesus— I come away from an uh, editing podcasts and spots and programs just like, Laura, let me go out on the front line for you. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to ask you about, Joe, is is what is the impact when you absorb all that you see and hear about FEBC as a radio producer and mm-hmm. producer of this podcast? Mm-hmm. Talk more about what this ministry of FEBC has meant to you and is meaning to you. In some ways, because we've heard so many stories from people and how they do ministry. They're in positions where unless uh, the Spirit of God empowers them, they're walking out into danger. They're walking out into uh, people that are their minds are blind. And it, it needs the work of God, and they're being faithful. That inspirational story is more than just an inspirational story. That is reality. It's almost, that's the way we should be. True. Mm. Ed, Joe and I are old radio hands, but uh, I think I speak for both of us when we say that we're just so inspired mm. by what our staff around the world are doing. Yeah. Well, I am too. I've been there at FEBC 10 years, and every single time I meet with people in these countries and hear what they're doing and hear their courage and their boldness, I'm inspired. Yeah. But today is about Joe, actually. Okay. And all so right. we come in and we've got all these stories. And Joe says these wonderful things about the great work of FEBC. But yet Wayne and I, Joe, are very inspired when we hear you talking about what you're willing to do in, albeit small, but a very dark place in the world, the Cook County Jail, where you mm-hmm. serve yeah. regularly. And your boldness to go into that environment and and boldly proclaim Christ, 
uh, in yeah, we think it's a very difficult environment. And we see this enthusiasm and passion coming from you when you talk about that. And so I felt when Wayne first suggested that we have you on as a guest, what a great opportunity. We're all here doing the same thing, aren't we, Joe? Absolutely. The the radio shows that I've worked on with you, Wayne, for years um, have spilled out. I, I, I tell people... I spent years in studios, in the safety of studios, hearing other people's stories of God at work in them. And I remember hearing a, one of your interviews. After hearing that interview with a, someone that was working in a jail, I just said, oh, Lord, if only I could ha- be on the front lines to serve you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. That's a it, dangerous it prayer. Was a, who knew <laughs> that it would be several months later that that door opened. It wasn't to the Cook County Jail. It was with an individual that was formerly incarcerated yeah. that needed help. Somebody on the street that you met. Yeah. And then it just oh, door, 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 step, step, step. And next thing you know, you get a phone call from Chicagoland Prison Outreach. Hey, Joe, can you be a part of what we're doing? We wanted you to be on our team. And yeah, that's where it led to. Well, there's so many parallels, Ed, between what Joe does and what is done through the FEBC ministry. So I, I just to turn to Joe, just let's let's open the scripture. I know you're you you like to do this. You like to have Bible noise conversations. Yeah, no, you? I love you like Bible to turn, noise. hear the noise of the pages turning. So, well, I you know the Bible I got right here is the Bible I take with me into Cook County. And when I walk in the the door of Cook County, I have th- three prayers that I pray every time I walk in. I always remind the Lord, I'm going where I'm not supposed to be. This is not a career choice that I wanted to be, but I'm going because I'm called to walk in this place. So I remind the Lord, this is your deal. So you need to protect me, guide me, and uh, empower me where I go. Open the door. Second thing I pray is, uh, Jesus, you're a good shepherd, so you need to lead me to the very souls I need to see. And then the third thing I pray for is what Mark tells us we need to be doing. He says, when you stand before kings, rulers, and authorities in Mark's gospel, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say in the hour you need it. And so sometimes I will go to a unit that I know I'm supposed to go to, to see somebody that I think I'm going to see, and I see other people, and they start talking to me, and they tell me what their need is. You can't prepare for that. But then all of a sudden, I'll be led to a passage, and I'll just start reading a scripture passage, and you see some guy start tears in their eyes, and they'll say this, how did you know I needed to hear that? Yeah, yeah. And I go, well, I didn't know, but I asked the Lord to give me some guidance when I come in here. Let's find out what the Lord wants to do in you. Mm-hmm. You know, when I hear from our FEBC people, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing when they're on the air. That's when what I'm just sh- sitting here thinking about. <laughs> exactly. Is the exact right. same testimony, yeah. isn't it? Right. Yeah. right. How did you know that was the verse I needed here yeah. today? Yeah. Or the uh, t- particular teaching about the subject that I'm struggling with. So. Yeah. So let's make some Bible noise here. Well, and turn the, Bible the pages noise, to I want to show you a passage that I... That comes alive for me. Paul is outlining in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, almost the mechanics of taking people that are in a time of darkness, a, a, a spiritual darkness, and how their lives are transformed. And uh, in chapter 4, starting in verse 4, Paul says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So, in other words, there's something else going on. It's not just that they just they weren't smart enough. No, there is darkness. They are blinded. Mm-hmm. There is there is, and I see people that are extremely dark mm-hmm. in their thinking, 
what's happened in their life, what's happened in their past, what they are facing in court. Mm-hmm. Very difficult circumstance. But then we come to verse 5, for we do not preach ourselves. So I'm not, I'm not going there just trying to sign somebody up for ministry or give somebody a book or be, I'd say I'm not just coming in here as a book salesman. Right. Even though I have Bibles to give, I have great devotionals, um, and I've got some other great resources to be able at the right time to give to folk. But I said, I'm not preaching myself, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. I can't make that light bulb turn on in somebody. Hmm. But I'm always saying... I'm a Jesus guy. I love Jesus, and I love his word. Mm-hmm. And I'm always pointing people, if you don't understand what I'm saying, here's a Bible. This is where I want you to start reading. I always point them to the Gospel of Mark, because mm-hmm. in many ways, Mark is written to people that are in crisis. Mm-hmm. Everybody that Jesus sees in Mark's Gospel is in crisis. Mm-hmm. Every person I see at Cook County Jail is in crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're in the medical wing, they have a health crisis, and they've got a case And when they get on the phone, they talk to their relatives, and there's problems at home because they are incarcerated. And on the inside, there is something in their heart that is broken. Mm. And into that darkness, I pray that the light of God will turn on. You know, similar to FEBC, when we talk about people in places currently, the Ukrainian war, uh, the the dilemma that's caused by that war in Russia for our Russian broadcasters and listeners— these are places of uh, extreme darkness in the world, much like Cook County Jail, where you serve. But it's interesting, I hear from our guys, and I hear the same from you, Joe, that the light of Christ shines the brightest in a place of absolute darkness. And it's unfortunate that so many circumstances in life uh, put people in very, very difficult and dark places But I think God uses those circumstances Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to allow his light to be seen by people in those dark places. We hear this over and over and over, don't we, Wayne? It's like terrible circumstances, but yet they hear God's word, they come to faith. Right. Uh, As we keep going in this passage in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Mm, mm. Uh, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Uh, uh, Just to be honest with you guys, a couple weeks ago, I I was going into Cook. I remember just sitting in my car and says, well, I am just trying to figure out, you know, I know I'm going into Division 6, but what am I supposed to do when I get there? And I've got all these things that i got to work on, and I've got this, and I've got that. And I didn't know that the word was perplexed, but that's what I was. (laughs) And... um, Every once in a while, when I was talking with the guys that the that I was seeing that day, I said, you know, I came in here and I felt perplexed, but the Lord has given me the grace to be able to walk into this spot. And so I felt like the jar of clay, just yeah. a cracked pot. I was just going to say in. cracked pot. Who, not a crack pot, but yeah. a cracked pot. <laughs> right. But even the guys responded to that because they knew that I was coming 
as uh, like I like to say, uh, just a, a bald middle-aged guy walking in. <laughs> With the power of the word under your arm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then I said, we all are hard-pressed, but we're not crushed. This can become true through the power of God. Yeah. This is the same attitude that I hear time and time again from, what is it, 900 staff members serving mm-hmm. Christ through FEBC, Ed, on the radio and off the radio? Yeah, yeah. And I think you have to have that attitude in order to be effective in the kind of ministry we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joe does. He personifies this humility and uh, willingness. I was just looking at the verse in uh, Isaiah where God calls out and says, I'm looking to send someone. And how was his response? Yeah. Here I am, Lord, send me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time I read that verse, Joe, I think about you. Wow. <laughs> and, and Cook County Jail. Isaiah chapter 6. And, and I think about our FEBC staff, who uh, we just heard this morning from Amos, who said, you know, he's, he's being threatened all the time, but he doesn't fear because he knows he's representing Christ and he's going to take care of him. That was a, a compelling interview. Well, you know, what we're saying about that, when we were talking about um, walking in and asking the Lord to lead us, uh, a, a few weeks ago, um, I was walking through a part, uh, there's like a high security area, and that's where they uh, they have detainees waiting to be moved. And um, I'm walking through this, and I see someone that I know. Pal, what are you doing here? And it's like he was telling me his story. He wasn't really supposed to be there, and he was kind of upset, and I was kind of like surprised he was there. So I just stopped with him. And I, he didn't have his Bible with him, so I gave him a Bible, and I gave him, I had Today in the Word in my pockets, I pulled that out and and gave him some stuff, prayed with him about the circumstance that he was in, and he was just so grateful I stopped and did that. And then I went, did my uh, my rounds, and then I was coming back through, and he was still waiting there. Mm. And and he goes, he said, oh, the Lord was so kind to send you back <laughs> to pray for me. So I prayed for him and, you know, gave him uh, some encouragement. Um, I found out where they moved him to, and I looked him up, and I went and saw him. He was a totally different division of the d- jail. And what he told me says that the Lord led you to find me twice that day, hmm. encouraged me. He told all of his fr- his family members they were so encouraged that the Lord had sent someone to encourage. I was just on my path, just <laughs> doing my thing. Yeah. But then the Lord knits it together. It's a great story, Joe. Well, Ed, um, Joe is such a close friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And we wanted our listeners Mm -hmm. to hear from one of our close friends. Mm -hmm. The guy already makes this podcast go. He does. And he enriches our lives. Yeah, right. And we wanted to share that with you, the listeners of Until All Have Heard Today. Uh, I'm going to close with a scripture that reminds me of Joe. And he'll probably be embarrassed when I say this (laughs) because he is a very humble guy. But it's in the book of Matthew, chapter 10. And if anyone even gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. And not that Joe does this for reward, but in a very, very dark place, very humbly, Joe is giving out cups of cold water to people who desperately need this. And so I would encourage all of you to pray for Joe and people like him, who are going into prisons and visiting with people who have little or no hope apart from the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they would be emboldened 
and that those people in those prisons would feel that that cup of cold water is something very meaningful to them in their life. So, Indeed. Joe, Indeed. thank you for wow. joining us today. Thanks for producing our program. Thanks for being our brother as we go and disciple the world with the uh, the message of Christ. We're so glad that part of your calling is to work with us at the Far East Broadcasting Company. Well, humbled to be here, and uh, this wasn't that painful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we'll have to schedule him more often, Ed. So. Well, I think we need to take him to some place like Indonesia or Kurdistan right. and let him uh, experience it firsthand you know, and I've, tell I've, us about I've it. I've traveled internationally with Joe. It's a lot of fun, so I think maybe we need to work on that part of it. All I right. think it's time for your closing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard, produced by Joe Carlson, whom you've heard from today, and hosted by myself, Wayne Shepard, and Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support of FEBC online, febc.org. You've been listening to Until All Have Heard.